is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome to part two of this week. We're doing Dos Episodes. I know that's not how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. You say it, Dosimo. Dosimo. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So, you know, we we called May the 4th like our little bonus episode because it was the in-betweeny. And uh, we're back to our Friday. Today is... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Today's Friday... And we call this Friday, May the 7th, I am the 7th. <laughs> <laughs> and as per usual, I am Arc Trooper Fives. Also, as per usual, he is Commander Quattros at your service. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So we are back. We are back for some Bad Batch action. And uh, are we calling this a Bad Batch after show or are we just calling this our 44th episode um i don't know it's, it's hard to tell at this point because you know we have to get into the episode see how long that actually takes i don't think it's going to take too long right but it wasn't wasn't a 75 minute this one so. no yeah maybe just a combo i guess i like combos combo yeah all right so we're calling it the combo. <laughs> um, before we get into the bad batch cut and run, I believe was the title. We um, have our Mando bounty board results and thank you everyone for participating. We actually had, I think quite a few this time around. Uh, the, the Mando bounty board is, is catching on Quatros. It is. Yeah. It's getting pretty popular. Uh so uh, I hope we got another uh, question coming up that's going to be just as stimulating, I guess, if you will. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see. Mando's bounty board. Is that a bounty puck? Do you want the chit or not? Uh, all right. So this one was what? Is your favorite Star Wars movie? That's easy. <laughs> so we're just going to roll down the list here. Okay, so number one, and most most of the answers are more than one answer. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, number one, Chris, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Okay. Very good. Very yeah, good, good ones. Good ones. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, Revenge of the Sith is uh, definitely becoming a more popular movie as time goes on. I just think we, we've discussed it in length, you know, as far as um, all the events that happen in there. It's just, it's just too much to handle. Plus, it's the pinnacle of George Lucas's uh, storytelling. You know, the, it's the last movie that he made, you know, for Star Wars. So it's going to be, you know, some of the best stuff in there. Right. So yeah, he's got the the first Star Wars film, 
of George Lucas and the last one for his favorites. That's kind of oh, cool. Yeah, the bookends. <laughs> nice. Right. Um, and then Jess, Revenge of the Sith, and Return of the Jedi. Very Revenge of cool. the Sith. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah Revenge of the Sith looks like it's going to be a a popular one, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, our good old friend Jabba the Butt. Yeah. Oh, he says, The Last Jedi changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to change his mind. I mean, if it's no. your favorite, it's your favorite, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, you know, live it up or, uh, you know, be proud. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, some people are saying it's one of the best movies, Star Wars movies out there. So, yeah, I've heard know, he's, that. On, he's on board with that, which is cool. And it definitely looks great, you know, sounds great. It looks great. Um, you know, story's a little iffy, but it looks amazing. So, you know, and there are some good parts in there with Luke. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I, I would just be repeating what you said, but yeah, there are definitely some good parts in it. It's not up there on my list, but hey, I'm not, I'm not the be all end all, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever you love is what you love. And, and here's the next one. We have, we have three for the next person, Jennifer. The Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, and Attack of the Clones. Oh wow! Right, and Attack of the Clones. Yeah, so that's and a Revenge of the and then Revenge of the Sith again, and then um, Rise of Skywalker. How about that? Right, another another sequel. Yeah, so we've got so far two of the sequel films in here, and some serious love for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, for real. Um, up next, we have Omega. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, Omega says the Clone Wars movie. Very good. Very cool. Very good pick. That's a that's definitely you know one you won't even think about, but yeah, it's, it's a movie, right? It came out in the movie theaters. Yeah. It counts. Yep, I actually saw it in the theater. There you go. Very cool. Up next, George Bass says the phantom menace Ooh, that's a good one right yeah that I one mean, uh that one pops up on my number one here and there when i especially when i watch it i'm like oh my gosh i love this movie <laughs> <laughs> well yeah what's not to love you know darth maul and young annie and you know starting to starting the uh the story off there palpatine you know doing palpy things so it's great the, the pod racing, of course. Good one. Oh, yeah. Good one, George. <laughs> uh, next, we have Luna Looney Moon. Who? Oh, these these ones are from our Twitter feed. I probably should have mentioned that. George Bass and now this one. Uh, Luna Looney Moon says, After rewatching Revenge of the Sith, it's confirmed itself to be my favorite. It's such an amazing ride. Can't argue with that. Wow, yeah, no, that's a good point. It definitely right. starts off with the bang with all that, you know, energy and, uh, and then, and then it ends with that, you know, epic moment. So yeah, definitely a good pick. Right. More revenge of the Sith. I should be counting how many, <laughs> well, I'm not going to count. I don't want to count yet though. Cause there's more, <laughs> right. Um, our buddy rural farm boy, says the last one I watched, which would be solo a Star Wars story. If you know me well enough, you know, I don't rate nor rank any Star Wars story over nor under another love them all the same. Very cool. RFB. That's, mm-hmm. that's a cool way to be. 
Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, they're all they're all top notch. So and, and Solo is awesome. Solo's a great film. It's fun. Um next we have BJ the Web Guy. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Revenge of another. the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, you know, and how fitting for all these Revenge of the Sith picks on I am the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's I just I I just learned about the I am the seventh thing, so I'm adopting it because, you know, my birthday rolls on a seventh of a month, so I will be saying that all day on my birthday. What are you going to be saying? <laughs> I am the seventh. Uh, very good. <laughs> Up next, Blue Jedi. It's a tie between the original Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Second is for me a technical masterpiece across the board. The first is my earliest memory and the one I watched the most. Very cool. Yeah. I was about to say, like, where's Empire? And there it is. I mean, someone else said it before, but I'm sure, you know, it's not it seems like Revenge of the Sith is getting more love. But yeah, in the original Star Wars, you you know, how can you not go wrong with that one? I mean, a new hope. Right. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there because Mrs. Fives has had it on like all week. Every time I get home from work, like she, you know, she likes to fall asleep to uh, something on the TV and, and Revenge of the Sith. No, it's when I go to work. Revenge of the Sith is on when I'm getting ready and I'm like, man, I just want to stay home and watch this. Um, typically, The Empire Strikes Back is my number one, but I've said it before on our show that that revenge of the Sith kind of bounces up there and I'm going to follow, follow the, the rest of the crew this week. And I'm going to say revenge of the Sith is mine right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely up there. It's definitely getting up there for me as well. I'm, I'm seeing the, the awesomeness of it, but, uh, I'm going to stick to my empire strikes back. You know, I love my empire. It's still top notch in my book. For the Empire. Yes. (laughs) For the Empire. Long live the Empire. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, those two movies always bounce back and forth for me. They're, you know, for me, they are the best. And, I mean, I guess if you go with the best movie, you're going to say Empire. For the most part, I think people will agree with that one, that it is the best Star Wars movie. There it is. That's that's it, right? We got all the, the bounty borders. Yep. That's awesome. That was a lot. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully y'all keep keep chiming in because it's fun. We're learning about, you know, what all of you like. And uh, it's not just about us. No. Yeah, it's good to get, you know, some more, you know, opinions out there because, you know, it's just, just fun to learn more stuff about, you know, what people like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So... Then we have our new bounty board question. Okay. Which Star Wars droid is your favorite? Okay. Is it these two droids? These are not them. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You captured their stunt doubles. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite Star Wars droid. And that can be from anything. Even if it's comic books, novels, any of the animated stuff, any of the films, whatever. Who's your favorite? Right. I know. There's, I know there's, mine. 
It's definitely a lot to be, you know, a lot to choose from. But I mean, there's going to be two that are going to be top in my, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. So the bad batch, right? The bad batch. This one is called cut and run. Cut uh, and run. I have to wonder how many people could tell by the name of the episode who the contact was going to be. Right, because the, uh, the, de- the deserter, right? Yeah. Cut. Oh, wait, my bad, my bad. Something we didn't do that we said we would start doing. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you've not watched the second episode or the first episode of The Bad Batch, you want to do that before you listen to us. So go do that and then come back and listen. Yep. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Um, Cut. He was uh, in the Clone Wars then? Clone Wars. And then like he, I guess there was some episode where he was a deser- it was called a deserter. Yeah, and it was in season two. I think episode six or something. Okay. And then Rex, Rex um, went to go visit him. Well, oh yeah. In this episode, they said Rex. Is that what you mean? No, in the uh, episode. Um, the deserter. Had, yeah. In the deserter. Yeah. Yeah. They were going there like on a mission and Rex almost got hit with a kill shot by uh, the commando droids. And Jesse and Hardcase, they found a farm and there was a Twi'lek lady there that said you could use our, our barn or whatever. Um, no, Kix. My bad. It was Kix because Kix is the medic. You know, she's like, I can't help you guys or whatever. And Kix is like, you know, I'm a, I'm a medic or something like that. Uh, you, we just need a place to lay low. And they hung out in the barn and then they come to find that there's a clone that's a deserter there named cut and Rex and cut have some, uh, interesting conversations there. Um, and they end up like getting attacked by some droids, I think. And, and Rex and cut kill them off. And Rex tells, tells him, you know, I'm not going to report you as a deserter. Or, I mean, I'm just kind of basing it off of what I remember really. And I could have swore we just talked about this guy. Uh, the deserter. I couldn't remember his name until this episode, but I think we talked about him involving order 66. I feel like I might've asked the question, you know, was he affected in any way with order 66, even though he was a deserter and it looks like, you know, nothing happened there because no one was there to give him the order to execute it. Hmm. So as soon as they mentioned deserter in their conversation, I knew that that's who they were going to talk to. But again, I couldn't remember his name <laughs> in this episode or the last episode, yeah, this episode. Okay. Like, uh, when they were walking through like that, uh, cornfield on their way to the farm, uh, and what was a tech said something about him being a deserter. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be that guy. <laughs> you know, he didn't cross my mind the other day when we were talking and we were trying to figure out who it could be. I never would have guessed him. 
I would imagine most people wouldn't have because I mean he was like one episode and in, in an early season of the Clone Wars, not super memorable. <laughs> yeah, and, and when do you think like the Bad Batch came in contact with them? To, you know, because they don't really talk about that. Right, but they know him. Their yeah. uh, his kids call Wrecker Uncle Wrecker. <laughs> so you know they, yeah. I wonder. I wonder how long they've known of him because I don't think Rex would have said anything, and Rex only had just met the Bad Batch recently. So talking about Rex, they almost they missed him by a day. So right. we, were, we were almost right by a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. And Echo looked very excited to hear that Rex was there. Echo just seems really bummed out, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's a shell of himself, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like he was happy to hear the, the name Rex, you know, an old name from from way back. Yeah, and when when they're on their way to Cut's house uh, and Tech and Echo are having a brief conversation, uh, Echo looks a little... I want to say like he's uh he's not sure it doesn't seem like he's processed the whole situation yet you know he was hooked up to a bunch of machines for who knows how long and then rescued and then he's just right back into the fight almost and now he's with these guys and now they're deserters, you know, and, mm, and that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be a ton for this guy. And in the conversation, Echo asks, so this friend of yours, what's he doing all the way out here? And tech says hiding. That's what deserters do. And we get the mission details. Next Hunter says staying off the radar isn't our specialty, but he's been doing it for years, meaning they need to figure out how to lay low. Mm-hmm. Um, and Echo says, and you trust a deserter? <laughs> and Tech goes, why not? We're all deserters now. And the look on Echo's face is just shock. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is a lot. It's like gulp. You're right. Yeah. It's a uh, lot, to, lot to process because, I mean, he's used to being a good soldier and now he's, you know, a deserter. And uh, going along with his team kind of like led him down this path. So he's kind of like, Wish you could have seen that coming, but that's how it's played out. I mean, he's going to have to, he's, he's on board now. He can't really get off. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Like, where would he go? Yeah. I mean, he could go back with Rex if he finds him, but I think he still feels that he fits in with these guys. And his little arm is coming in handy all over the place. I just hope they build. I hope they're building on him. You know, I hope he's not just going to kind of be a side character. He's, to me, he's too important, but that's just because we've known him for how long. Right. <laughs> you know? I just hope that he, I mean, we got to see him do a little bit of combat in the, uh, the first episode. So that was cool using his little, um, I always forget what they call that, that little hacking tool. He was like cutting into one of those droids in, uh, the previous episode. But, but I think I've heard before and I feel the same way that. Rex needs to tell him about what happened with fives because those two were cadets together Mm -hmm. and basically, you know, fives figured out order 66 Rex didn't really get it until it happened. But I just feel like you would think echo wants to know what happened to one of his, his closest brothers. Right. Yeah. 
Just um, find out what happened to, you know, to his dude. Right. I mean, they were, they came up with our troopers together, you know, fighting, you know, in Camino and the Rishi Moon outpost. Yeah. They were, they were the, the sole survivors of Domino Squad up until Fives got killed. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, I hope that they do. Obviously, I like Fives, you know, but <laughs> I hope they touch on that at some point. I think it needs to be at least, you know, so. What did the, what did this episode like before we kind of keep talking about things that happened in it? What, what were your thoughts about the episode? Were you digging it? Were you bored? Were you interested? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of it, it, it definitely didn't have the same excitement as the last episode as the first one. You know, there were definitely like, a, you know, a little bit of a downgrade, of, I guess you could say, because I mean, I don't know, there's just just. The stakes were, I mean, there were some high stakes, but like, it was still wasn't like as, um, as big as the, as the first one. Um, uh, it was cool to see, um, you know, Omega kind of take her steps into a, you know, a whole bigger uh, universe. You know, she's coming mm-hmm. into, uh, contact with other things now other than rain and water. Um, she's actually seeing like a sunshine or <laughs> dirt. So you get to see the, you know, everything through her eyes. Just kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, um, Hunter work on his parenting skills. <laughs> so he definitely got some lessons from uh, Cut. But, uh, yeah, I think um, overall, like, um, you know, it was, was kind of like a chill episode, really. Kind of. I mean, some stuff happened. You know, they were in danger here and there. But um, I don't know. I just think it was like a slightly okay episode. Yeah, that's that's about how I feel. It felt very uh, Din and Grogu at times, mm-hmm. which I guess, you know, it worked there. So they're going to try and recreate it in different ways. But, you know, I'm not I'm not knocking the characters. I, I really like Hunter and Omega. I think that they're they're interesting characters for sure. Um, but it just felt very similar to me. And and after this just high intensity episode that we had, I feel like it was too soon for a chill episode. Mm. I think I think it needed to. I didn't need to. I wanted it to. You know, like continue, like someone chasing after them. Like where did Tech go? He's just like, oh, they're gone. We'll get you next time, Gadget. You know, like it just. I don't know. There should have been, for me, I guess. I keep saying should and need. I wanted more. Like yeah more intensity and yeah you like you said there was there was a little bit here and there in this episode but it was just more i don't know it just it felt like uh what was the name of the episode with cara dune's first appearance in the mandalorian sanctuary sanctuary is that what it was i think kind so of, kind of felt like that for me very similar even you know leaving the kid there and it was just predictable i guess a little bit yeah it was still cool. I enjoyed it. I wasn't like, ah, you know, I wasn't throwing stuff at the screen or anything, but I just felt like I'd already seen it before in a lot of ways. But it was cool to bring back characters from season two of the Clone Wars cut and Sue. And I don't remember the kids names, you know, and, and even, yeah, 
the uh, the two kids playing with Omega was very similar to Grogu out playing with the kids. And yeah, it was just kind of like you said, an okay episode. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Um, you know, didn't do anything that left me, um, uh, wanting to see the next episode. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, not much move forward here, but, uh, maybe the next episode will. So, right. And they didn't really give you any cliffhanger sort of thing to, to know what, which is fine. It doesn't always need to be like that in writing, but usually you like to end it with, real reason to be like, Oh man, what's going to happen next? You know, like the first episode ended with them, you know, we got to find this guy or whatever they said about the right. contact. So you knew that, okay, they're moving. The story's progressing. Did they really even learn how to lay low in this? <laughs> no, I mean, they, they definitely caused a ruckus. Right. And they're killing clones off and everything. Um, so they just helped his family get off the planet. Basically. Which was uh, cool. Yeah, which is very cool. Like, uh, you know, and then we got to more, um, like, uh, them, the more of the empire building the empire, you know, with the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the number, you know, the chain codes, chain codes. Yeah. And yeah. the credit and then coming up with chain codes. And I thought it was a little bit like Hunter was, it was like a little bit like cringy because like Hunter was like, Tech, can you figure out how to um, make some chain codes? And he was even like, well, I just learned about it a couple of minutes ago, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, it's going to be, it's easy. It's easy. It's an easy, it's an easy mission. Right. Yeah. It was a little too easy, but uh, I liked what Echo said. Him and Tech are talking. Right. About, about the chain codes and he's like it's ironic clones wanted names instead of numbers yet now people are signing up to be given numbers <laughs> and of course tech said it was like ingenious or whatever you can keep track of everybody and all of that but it's just kind of funny it's almost going backwards right um, number part of the machine part of the did uh the clone troopers seemed very stormtroopery in this episode yeah i couldn't even tell i mean they didn't even they didn't even look like clones and you know i mean they were yeah they were definitely stormtroopers at this point mm-hmm. missing their shots and getting killed <laughs> easily and um yeah they're definitely taking the place of the stormtroopers we noticed that there were no um like paint jobs on their armor just all white armor um, yeah totally like stormtroopers the way they spoke was you know connected to the last episode as well where they their whole tone of voice and everything is different very robotic sounding so that's cool i like i do really like seeing this transition from republic to empire i i I get it i get the feeling that this series is going to make that a big focus which is great because we went from the clone wars to rebels where the empire was pretty established by the time rebel starts so we're now we're going back and getting some more in between which which is always fun yeah no we get to see it all come you know from you know start from you know see how it all happened and the transition went through so yeah it's something i always wondered how how it went you know like what happened to the clones and we're gonna find out i'm sure 
once um the uh humans start start taking over the uh the armor i mean you know the the non clones yeah the enlisted yeah the non clones i wonder they've got to be training some people by this point right yeah i mean how 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 long has it been it's only it's only been a, f- a few days right yeah it seems but you would think they'd have to be like you're going to see some the empire wants you posters up <laughs> enlist today do it palpatine wants you yeah um uncle palps uncle palps what would you think of i'm kind of just i guess i'm bouncing all over the place just cuz whatever pops in but what did you think of wrecker's you know disguise he's <laughs> <laughs> got like a poncho on and stuff yeah yeah he hits his head on the bar that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's that's cool. Like, um, they're trying to trying to be incognito, but you know they they still stick out like sore thumbs. It's a miracle they didn't get caught earlier. Like, um, what's his name? Hunter is walking around with like no nothing covering his face. Like he's definitely like don't these clones know what who who the Clone Force ninety nine is? Right. They're, they're walking around. Thinking. They're walking around like like regular folk. And then one clone's like going to cut cut as he's boarding the transport, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, you kind of look like." And then he's, then he gets distracted. <laughs> Dude, that was cool. I liked that part. That was funny. He's like, he totally recognized his face, but then because of all the chaos going on at the um, impound, yeah, the impound, <laughs> the clone troopers got called in for backup, so. He just let him go. But yeah, he almost got busted. Yeah, he did. And he was, yeah, I mean, he's wearing the hat kind of low. You can still tell. But like you were saying, Hunter's just like, hey, here's my red headband, my long hair. my Is that like a face tattoo or a birthmark? Or what do you think that is on his face? Kind of like a half Punisher, like, like face, you know what I mean? They couldn't give him the full skull because that'd be the Punisher. Right. I think that's what it's kind of going for. Okay. Kind of see the teeth there. And then uh, Tech and Echo were just wearing their Clone Force 99 armor. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, um, the Night Guard or I'm some, you know. <laughs> I'm the night- <laughs> yeah, he's got his armor on. And so, like, the clone troopers that are patrolling are never heard of Clone Force 99, obviously, you know. Uh, unlike the ones that were on the on Camino. Right, the Sad Batch guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the that part with Echo, it kind of took me back to uh, the Krell Umbara stuff when when Hard Case and Fives were trying to tell Krell about the you know the slight weapons malfunction part and the stuff we just talked about. <laughs> Echo was just like, uh, "I'm the night tech or something, whatever." He said. <laughs> Here's my like crazy observation: like um, the kids, the the Twilight kids. Do they do, are they just hers or are they uh, Sue's or are they Cut and Sue's kids? I was trying to figure that out, like the whole episode, and I think the boy I can't like can't remember their names, but I think that his skin tone is very similar to Cut's. Um, they both obviously have the Leku, but uh, I think it might be their kids interesting and then that the twilight definitely 
has the dominant traits then because those, you know, the Lekus are, you know, definitely in both um, kids. Right. But I mean, I, I, I could be totally wrong on that. Um, if anyone out there knows if they are cut and Sue's kids or not, let us know in on Twitter or Facebook. Um, I don't know if we've been using that too much yet, but, but we'll try and, uh, or email, let us know. But that's a good question. Commander. I, like I said, I think that they're both of their children, but I've been known to be wrong before. It kind of, yeah. I mean, the way they look, it kind of just seems like they're her kids and he's just kind of like a, um, stepdad, like a stepdad. Yeah, that's possible. Just the way it looks, but cause they both have like, off-colored skin, you know, non-human looking skin color. So I don't know. Well, I thought the, the boy had human skin tone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then the other one was purple. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then we, I've seen at least other Twi'leks that, you know, they, there are so many different tone, you know, color tones. So anything's possible, I guess. It's Twi'lek, not Twi'lek? I've heard it's said, spoken both ways. Oh, okay. I, I kind of like saying Twi'lek. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue a little better for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Twi'lek, Twi'lek. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I already sort of touched on it, but did you feel when Hunter was telling Cut to take Omega were you starting to feel the predictability of there that she was going to not go with cut? Um, yeah, I think a little bit, it was pretty, you know, it's pretty clear that she wanted to stay with the, with the clone force 99. But, um, but then I'm thinking, you know, the only reason I'm like, it wouldn't be, it's, it won't be interesting. Like why introduce a character, you know, in the first episode and then ship her off to go, be raised by somebody else in the second episode doesn't mm-hmm. seem right like if he got this potential you know to have this cool character uh, running around um, and we can watch their development watch them grow and everything so that's the only reason I thought that she wouldn't because you know I was thinking it'd be a waste if they just have her you know get right. raised but um yeah, I wonder how how hard she had to fight to 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 break away because they don't you don't really see it. Kind of um, just see her show up and be like, "Hey, wait for me." Yeah, my guess is that they she probably said something like, "You know, I want to I want to go with them," and they probably were like, "Well, go ahead." I, I think that they they sensed something, you know, the bond between Hunter and Omega, and they mm-hmm. probably figured that she would be okay with him. Um, he would definitely, as you see when she's like, Hey, wait for me. He definitely looked out for her there. Uh, yeah, dude, that was, that was probably my favorite part of the episode was when the clone trooper grabs Omega. Yeah. And Hunter is just like, uh, uh-uh, and just like jumps out and starts blasting the heck out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this guy, I don't know. I mean, I liked him in the, in the season seven clone wars for the couple episodes we saw him, but he's, he's growing on me really quick because he's not just a butt kicker. You know, you see this, like, I think I touched on it the other day. You know, you see this guy's got a lot of heart as well. 
And uh, that's why he's the leader of that group. Um, he cares. He cares for his people, and obviously he cares about the kid. He doesn't want to see her get hurt. Oh, yeah. He's definitely protecting her, and he just... Um, <laughs> he tries to like not discipline her when... Um, he just doesn't know how to talk to her. <laughs> oh, when he yelled at her. When he yelled at her about being outside the uh, fence and everything, and she got all upset, and Cut was like, you know, you have to do it like this. <laughs> right. That was actually a really cool moment, too, because it felt very real. Yeah, it did. Um, um, there's a certain way you gotta, you gotta speak to him and cut definitely has that, um, that experience and, you know, and yeah, so I was figured, I was find, finding out, you know, I was learning myself, you know, I got a little one and, you know, every little bit helps. Um, even if, if it's, you learn it from a cartoon. <laughs> right. I think what is at the end, what does he say to her? Um, cause she thought that he was getting rid of her because of, she made a mistake and went after the ball and it got all mad. And she's like, Oh, now he just wants me to go with these people. And, uh, she goes and apologizes to him to Hunter. And, uh, what does he say? Like, I, I have a lot to learn or something. And she says, I, I left with you guys. Cause I want, this is, I think she said, this is where I want to be. And he says, I have a lot to learn. And if this is where you want to be, this is where you will be. In other words, I'm not going to pawn you off to other people. You're going to stick with us and you're going to be all right. I thought that was a cool message he gave her. Um, yeah. Reassured her that he's not going to try to, um, you know, desert her. Right. He'll be there for. Her. But I mean, is there anything else that really stood out to you in this episode? No, I mean, no, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, just kind of like a low key episode after like, you know, another stellar, uh, pre premiere, mm-hmm. um, just them trying to, um, figure out their next move. Um, laying low is not, is going to be hard. Cause I mean, the empire's taking over, you know, dropping clone troopers, you know, to be, um, um, you know, kind of like police force and, and get people signed up to the, um, signed up to their whole new system. They're got to turn in their credits for those um, chain coats, which, you know, part of uh, the new regime taking over. I just wonder what, what their plan is. What are, what are the, what do they do next? You know, they didn't really, they didn't give us any indication of, this isn't me complaining. It's just me wondering, you know, like they didn't give us any indication of what, what they're going to do. They, yeah, they can lay low, but they're going to need, money for food, fuel, space bucks, you know, the (laughs) the whole shebang, you know, uh, they can't just fly around and not make any money. So they're going to have to find work, right? Yeah. They're going to have to sell their services, um, or do odd jobs or something. I mean, um, the rebels, rebels, they, they did jobs. Oh yeah. To make, make ends meet. Right. Mm hmm. They kind of had like a like a um, a handler, I guess you could say, and um, they're gonna have to find oh, find like man. their contact to kind of put them put them to work. Like Vinzago, is that what his name was? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna have to find. That's why I'm saying Hondo's gonna show up. 
you know they're going to keep making connections to the other shows so and that's the thing though is if you don't find a handler like the you know shady guys like like Vinzago or Hondo Orlando they all end in O's that's interesting um how do you sell your work when you are the bad batch clone force 99 to me that you can't really broadcast that because I don't think they're wanted. Well, but see, they've got crosshairs probably going to be looking for them. Right. Uh, so maybe they are wanted, but they're also deserters. So that's what I figured the contact was going to be in this episode was someone, you know, that does like backdoor deals and stuff that would kind of set them on a path of something. Yeah. I see what you say. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of this episode, you, they're still kind of lost. Yeah. They still don't have a direction. They're still like, where are they going? Like, their contact, you know, it was cool that they helped out the family, um, get their chain coats and get in their, in their set. But, um, so it was good timing for that too. But, you know, what's their, what's, what now? You know, where do they, where do they go now? Their, their luck's going to run out eventually, you know, mm-hmm. they can only, there's only so many places. You know, the Empire's got a pretty far reach. Right. And then you've got Rex out there, but they don't know how to find him. Cut didn't know where Rex was headed. So, I mean, is Echo going to be like, oh, you know, Rex used to go here a lot. Let's go there and see if he's there. I mean, you know, I don't think Rex is going to be like a big focus of the series or anything, but maybe if they find him, he can set them on a path it's interesting at least i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes i just yeah wanted, i just wanted like you know this much this much more of like a like a little nugget what's next yeah like or you know um how some of the one mandalorian episode ended with moff gideon in his cruiser staring at the the dark troopers you know just some little nugget like you said <laughs> of, of what's coming right well, we're gonna have to tune in next week. Great. That's that's the um that's the that's the hook. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've got nothing to chew on this week, so but, tune in next week. Right. Um but we do have some really cool characters and and you know, I think uh a story that, that could be really good. Mm-hmm. You know. Like like we said, the episode wasn't awful or anything. It was just was it was just okay. It had some bright spots, but I do really like these characters. I okay. Here's one. Aside from Hunter, <laughs> who do you like the most? I don't even know if you like Hunter like as much as I do. I think he's probably the best so far. But I'm just saying, aside from him, which character do you like the most? I like I like Tech. I like how he figures everything out, and um, he's pretty much. The Mr. Fix it guy and you know has all the information and he's their brains. So I think I, I think tech for sure. Nice. Yeah, I, I like I, I mean I like them all obviously. I would say He could do a uh, lot with those three buttons that he has on his controller. <laughs> right. You know what we didn't even bring up last I keep wanting to say last week, two days ago, two dunes ago. <laughs> One of the coolest things he did was he was throwing those little things on the droids. And then ran past and hit the button and zapped them all. Yeah. Like, that's cool, dude. He's got like all these Batman style gadgets. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably, for me, I would probably lean towards Omega just because there's so much unknown with that character that 
that I want to know, but she's also very likable. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very likable. Yeah. She's like, like right off the bat, I was like, Oh, this kid's going to be cool. She's going to be fun. And yeah. And I saw that, like you mentioned in, in this, this episode, uh, when she gets off the ship, she's got to like, you know, block the sun out of her eyes and step back. Cause it's all new to her. Uh, everything's new for, for this character. And that, I think that's going to be a fun ride. Right. Right. Even traveling through space, you know, in the last episode, I don't think we touched on it. You know, she's just in awe with everything. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we, we keep that perspective, you know, like everything is new to her, you know, everything's going to be an adventure. Right. And, and speaking on that, the beginning of the episode, when, um, Echo and Hunter walk back to like the cargo part of the ship and Wrecker and Omega are just totally passed. (laughs) 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 And they said, I forget how, how they worded it, but, uh, she finally, you know, fell asleep after looking at every inch of the ship or something like that. Yeah. She's definitely curious. Right. But I like how Wrecker's like passed out with her because he's just a big kid. So he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Oh, one last thing with Wrecker. It was crazy that he was so strong that he was, he punched at R2 droid and put a huge dent in it, knocked it out. <laughs> right. That's, I forgot about that. That's very strong. Yeah. That's really strong. Do that droid too. was like going meh, meh, <laughs> like all car alarm sounding. It was pretty funny. I wasn't expecting it to do that, but yeah, he just walks in and <laughs> Hulk smashes it. That's impressive. Yeah. He's super strong. All right. So, even though we kind of already gave our opinion, we started a letter grade thing. We may as well continue it. What yeah. do you got? I think it's um, you know, it didn't it didn't you know rock my world, but there was definitely some cool messages in there. You know, um, they're starting to spread their wings and fly a little bit. Um, they didn't get the, quite get the answers they were looking for as far as how to stay, how to lay low. Basically, just stay on the move. Omega's, you know, being a little kid and kind of, um, you know, she took that amulet off, you know, kind of symbolized that she's kind of moving forward, you know. Mm, um, good point. So there's definitely some cool stuff going on in here. So, I mean, it's not like an awful episode, but, you know, wasn't like earth shattering or, you know, rock my world. So I think like a B. That seems fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go the same. I'll go a B and I don't really have anything to add to what you said. I think you pretty much summed it up pretty well. I just, I look forward to next, the next episode. That's all I can really say. <laughs> you know, they got, um, they got to start doing something because yeah, they're going to run out. They're going to run out of supplies and everything. So do you think we'll see saw Guerrero again? Oh yeah. They could probably, yeah, that'd be good. Saw Guerrero could be like their handler guy because, you know, he's starting to try to um, build that rebellion. And I think he told them where he was going, where he was headed. Okay. So, so that I think he did at least. So that could be where they go next. Right. Right on. We'll be wrong. We were wrong last week, so we'll be wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were wrong by a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. The captain beat us by a day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right so that that's gonna wrap our 
our thoughts on cut and run. And last week, I believe it was, we received an email from commander Fox who asked us a question and we didn't have time on Tuesday to get to it. So message for you, son. we're going to get to it right now. And it says, here's, here's a question that has been on my mind. Are you guys okay with JJ Abrams directing star Wars? Are we okay with J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars? Directing Star Wars, does he mean just a direction, or does he mean, like, producing? Because he produced them, too. Um, The new Star Wars films. And he um, wrote a couple of them. So, if it's just talking about directing, you know, the directing was... Everything is kind of when he makes a film, it's kind of like, um, to me, it seems like, um, um, summer blockbuster type thing, you know, like, uh, like he's definitely has like a, like a speed almost like he's like, everything is kind of like hyper and hyper speed or something, <laughs> which, which is definitely different than, um, than what we're used to seeing. Um, like everyone seems to talk fast. <laughs> well, have you heard him talk? <laughs> he talks yeah. very fast. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to say the, it, a lot of what he directs feels rushed. So I rushed. think you and I are like on the same, same yeah. page with that. He, to me, he's like, he's, he's like that director that is like, oh, this would look really cool on the screen. And then he makes it happen. Like, I think he has an eye for that kind of stuff because, I mean, the the one thing that pops in my head in the, is The Force Awakens when those X-Wings are going over the water. Mm. Like, that's one of the coolest shots in Star Wars. Like, all of Star Wars, I think. It just looks so good. And I feel like he can he has an eye for those things. But like you said, we're also not used to that rushed, that hyper-speed feeling um, that he's that he does. I guess the only real way I could answer this is I would have liked to have seen him handle the sequel trilogy, you know, not just do the force awakens, skip one and do the rise of Skywalker. I would have liked to have seen start to finish what he would have done with like commander Quattros is saying, directing, writing, producing, whatever to see what he would have come up with handling the entirety of it. Um, I don't know if right. that totally answers the question, but that's kind of where I'm at. Right. I mean, the fact that, you know, he did the first one and he set the tone and he set, you know, all the the story and everything. And then here comes the second one and just completely 180s it. And then here comes the third one where he's trying to put the, the train back on its tracks, you know, and trying to wrap up like nine films. It just um, seems like a mess. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, you know, I don't know if it's all on him, you know, he could have gotten, you know, I mean, it's, it's never one man's vision. There's always whoever puts up the money has a lot of say in what happens, you know, and that's, that's Disney. So just the fact that he got the movies made, you know, is definitely a feather in his cap that they were made just 
straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, just making a movie is tough, you know, and then making a movie that's got to like, you know, has all this, this, this lineage that would, I don't know. Has anyone ever tried to do that? You know, I mean, it's just this magnitude, these beloved movies, you know, the three, you know, the six movies, and then try to add to it um, after the fact, you know, completely, you know, and he did a decent job. The first movie was, 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 was cool, but you know, and then the studio got involved. And so I think, the movies that could have been made probably would have been way better, but the studio, you know, in their two cents, you know, had, he had to juggle all that, which, you know, if you read any of George Lucas's um, books, you'd, you'd know that that's like George Lucas's worst nightmare is somebody else having final say over his creation, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up happening. <laughs> when Disney took over, they're like, no, we have, we got, we got to do it this way. You know, this is what's going to, you know, you got to put this in there. You got to put that in there, or you have to take the second movie. Oh, we want the second movie to go to this guy. And, and then, oh, we need you to come back for the third movie and fix it. And what is that? If, you know, like George Lucas, like financed his own films. So he had, he had final say over everything. And, um, and look at the movies he created, the, you know, he made them outside of, you know, the influence. And then when he sold them, you know, he sold it to, to, um, to people that were going to want things done their way. And, you know, and Abrams had to, you know, appease them because they're the boss ultimately. So just the fact that he got them made, you know, he made it. Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to, you know, I have, to give him, I have to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Were they great films? You know, obviously they're not great, <laughs> but we got them and they're films and, you know, there's something, there's something there. Yeah. See, I, w- I would think with all of the behind the scenes stuff, like you sort of just spoke on, I think it's impressive that he, at least for the rise of Skywalker, it's impressive that he got that movie out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, just for all the rumors. I don't, I don't know what's fact and what's rumors in that whole situation anymore. But I, I could have swore that at one point they, it came out that he wanted to split it into two movies, and I really think they should have two movies and give him another year to work on it. Yeah, and 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 again, it's cool if if other people love that film. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. You know, it's just my opinion. I think it could have been a lot better. Even, even not two films, you know, split it into two, just give another year to work it out, work through the kinks and see what you could do. It's very similar to the last Jedi. It it has its people that love it and it has its people that do not. Um, And I think he did a good job with what he was given (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, because like you said, the studio is probably in his ear with a lot of things. And uh, would he be my pick as a director for Star Wars? Probably not. But he's not bad. I mean, obviously, he's not bad. He keeps getting these big time jobs. I don't know who I would actually pick. I'd pick George Lucas. <laughs> I mean, right. But if you weren't allowed to pick George Lucas. You know, would you go with with a Filoni who's just barely tapping into live action 
you go with a Favreau? I just think that like what you touched on is what stands out big time for me is you don't have that George Lucas in the Disney Lucasfilm. You don't have that one guy that's like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not making this. No, we're not writing yeah. it this way. Yeah. You, I signed up to standards. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need, you need someone like that. And I don't, I have no idea if that's Kathleen Kennedy, if she's doing that or not, but you need like, and that's what I kind of want to see with Dave Filoni, to be honest, is, you know, you see in this bad batch, uh, credits, it says at the very beginning created by Dave Filoni. I'm okay with that. He, if there's anybody that's with the company right now that, that deserves to be the, you know, George Lucas of the crew. It's, I think it's Dave Filoni because he knows so much about star Wars inside and out. Um, just hearing him talk about the duel of the fates thing. He gets star Wars, you know, and that's, that's something that it needs. And then, you know, say Dave Filoni writes 10, 11, 12. And he's like, Hey JJ, you want to direct these? Who knows what would happen then, right? Right. And and not, do you want to direct this one and then we'll have this person direct this one and someone do this one? No. I know George Lucas did that with his films, but to me, I don't feel like it should be that way. You stick with the same group because you're going to come with three different movies. George, right. I, I don't know how George did it. George is just a genius. You know, he made it feel like it was the same you know, directors and producers and everything throughout. And it wasn't, (laughs) but that probably comes with him saying, yeah, you know, yes or no, yay or nay. And that's, that's what we need. I don't know. I mean, would, would you be down with that? If, if, if Dave, Dave Filoni wrote 10, 11, 12 and was like, JJ Abrams is going to direct these. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing some more lens flares and, uh, I don't know if, yeah, I mean, I don't know if JJ would want to at this point, but you know, if he, if he, if he was given like, like three movies to direct instead of just one and then, you know, pass it off to somebody else and then try to try to come back. If he signed on to do all three, because I was definitely excited to hear he was coming back to, to do the, um, you know, return of Skywalker. I'm like, okay, everything's going to be cool. The movie's going to be good again. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah. going to be the right tone and everything. Um, so I was definitely excited that he was coming back for that. So yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Filoni wrote it and he was directing all three. I'd be cool. I mean, heck they're giving, as far as I know, they're still giving Ryan Johnson a trilogy that he's writing and directing. So why didn't they do that for JJ? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, JJ might be too in demand for other stuff, but yeah. Well, now I think he's working for DC or whatever. But I'll just say this: I loved the Force Awakens. I thought, even though it did have some New Hope similarities and all of that, you know, it was like a reboot of the New Hope in a lot of ways. It felt like Star Wars. It, yes, it had the Star Wars energy. It had the Star Wars visuals. It had most of the Star Wars characters, you know, with, with the new ones that I really liked. I, I walked out of that thinking, Oh, Ray and Finn, they're awesome. I can't wait to see what happens with these characters. And, you know, and, and Kylo Ren is just, he's so 
a Skywalker, you know, he's got that anger and that power. And yeah. And I was, I was excited about what was going to happen next. And then as I'm sure anyone listening has heard me say the next movie was just for me, <laughs> you know, which and, is sad. That's the only movie we watched it the first time. Right. <laughs> right. And it was just, it did not work for us. And, and yes, at the beginning I hated it. You know, I've walked out of there hating it. I've let go of my hate. And then like you, I was excited that JJ was coming back. And yeah, I mean, what do you do at that point? You're trying to, you're trying to make a movie that has, you know, has a divided fan base at that point. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how you come out of that for such a beloved franchise like Star Wars. I think he did. It's tall order. It's a very tall order. Um, I think he did okay for what, what was handed to him. That's all I can really say, even though I could have just said that and saved <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. I think he did okay. Hopefully that, that gives you some insight on, on where we're at, Commander Fox. And as always, uh, thank you for reaching out to us, asking our, asking questions and and all of that. We enjoy it. So keep them coming. Yes. Thank you very much, Commander Fox. Oh, and, and before we, we cut out, we wanted to say that we are doing an extension on the uh, character creation contest. Quatros is going to be out of town at some point. So we're just going to extend it a little bit based on that. We're going to stretch it out to May 24th, which I believe is a Monday and it's also the day before original Star Wars Day, May 25th. And so deadline to get those to us will be May 24th. And we're hoping that we can read them out on that episode and pick a winner. And uh, you can get those um, entries into us. The criteria, again, was um, the character uh, name. And uh, what does your character look like? a bio or background and what story video game or book does your character live in or does your character live in a story not told yet and is your character good evil or other so those are the questions and you can get those into us at email twitter or facebook uh email is uh clonearmyradio at gmail.com um and twitter facebook is uh clone army radio instagram is clone army radio and also, if you got time, you know, check out our YouTube channel. Um, just look up Clone Army Radio, and we're right there. We got videos coming up all the time. And uh, definitely subscribe, share, and like. And um, may the force be with you. Right on. May the Schwartz be with y'alls. May the Schwartz be with you. <sighs> Here's the only sound that's tolerable when a migraine attack strikes. Nurtec ODT Remezepan 75 milligrams can provide migraine pain relief, which can help break the silence. Nurtec is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines in adults. Don't take if you're allergic to Nurtec. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety prescribing and patient information, visit nurtec.com.